0: Playhouse.
1: Well, there's this stuff Pa's always telling us about strangers. But I'm not a baby anymore. I can take care of myself. Besides, what could happen at the movies? Anyway, this guy wasn't a stranger. He's been around before. I've seen him. I guess he must be retired or something.
0: Young Frankie didn't know just what to make of this man he'd never seen before, or had he. But the stranger offered him adventure, a released boredom of his sickbed. Author's Playhouse presents Zachary Gold's intriguing story of a youngster's rendezvous with the mysterious stranger.
1: I was lost. And that was funny, because I knew the way. I mean, I can understand a fella getting lost when he's somewhere new. He can't know every place in the world. But I wasn't anywhere new. I was only around the corner. There was Meyer's garage with the old car out in front that he's been trying to sell as long as I can remember. And this person's grocery in Sam's candy store. It was just the same as always. I'd been there a million years. It's only around the corner. Well, maybe I was just tired. I put in a big day, and maybe I was just knocked out. You know how you get. (sighs) Old guy sure led me a chase. When asked me what he wanted with a kid like me, think an older guy would have his own pals. And that's another funny thing. I can't remember his name. It's right there in the tip of my tongue. You'd know it in a minute. I mean, it isn't Smith or Jones, but it's something like that. I tell you, I'm beginning to feel dopey about the whole thing. That's the way it always goes though. You gotta get home in a hurry and a million things turn up to stop you. Then when you get back home, everybody's sore and Pa wants to know where you've been and Ma wants to know what kept you so long. Just to make it worse, I shouldn't have been out at all. I thought I could be up and back before anybody find out about it. I thought I could do it in a hurry. I was in hot water all right. But a fellow gets tired staying in bed all the time. You know that. They keep you cooped up for no good reason at all. Maybe just because you got up looking a little cross-eyed in the morning. You pile you into bed and it's goodbye for a week maybe or more. What's the sense of it? It just makes you tired and sleepy and stiff. You look out of the window. You look up at the ceiling. You go wacky trying to figure out things to do. If You keep your eyes almost closed with just a narrow crack open. Everything gets blurry and starts to fade away. If you look up at an electric light like that, it gets big and fuzzy, dotted with all kinds of colors you'd never see otherwise. It's a trick, but you can do it once you get the hang. It's easy. Anybody can do it. But a fella can't be playing games like that all the time. He gets sick and tired of it after a while. I tell you, you get sick and tired of a lot of things laying in bed. Ma's tiptoeing around all the time, and... Every ten minutes, Pa calls up on the phone. You'd think a fella never got a little sick in his life, the fuss they make. You get the doctor poking his fingers all over the place, shoving sticks in your mouth and gouging your. And all the time, you just gotta lay there and take it while he keeps talking the way doctors talk. Just to hear the voices, I think, cause it doesn't make any sense.
0: Just once more. Now, just once more. There. Now, that didn't hurt. Now, just turn a little. Mm -hmm. Now, cough. (coughs) There, that's fine.
1: What's fine, anyway? It got me all right. I'm not making any excuses for what I did. I'm just telling you how it happened, that's all. It got under my skin. I tell you, the sun was shining that day and I could hear the kids yelling and pepping it up in the street. I could smell the trees, and I could see the sparrows going like BB shots through the air. I tell you, I was sick of that bed. I had an awful yen. I mean, I just had to get out. (laughs) Then I heard the side door slam, and the kitchen faucet went on like Niagara Falls sitting in the rocks. It was my kid brother, Itsy, home from school. That kid's always drinking water. He's like a fish. I can't figure what anybody does with all that water. but then I can't figure Itsy anyway. My kid brother's a nut. How's Frankie? Not so loud.
0: Can I do anything for him? Can I get him anything?
1: 50 weeks a year, he don't care if my head's split open. All of a sudden, he's my pal. When I'm up and around, I can't get him to move from here to there for me. Go figure out a kid like Itsy. Can I go in? Later, maybe. He's sleeping now. But Ma didn't know the half of it. I tell you, it was then or never for me. I was out of bed, and it was something to feel the solid throw under my feet again. I grabbed my knickers off the hook and pulled them over my pajamas. I dug out an old shirt and my socks and shoes. I must have dressed in nothing flat. My window opens up on the porch roof, and from there it isn't much to get down to the street. It's a swing and a jump, and that's all. It's easy. Anybody can do it. I was out in the shingles in a minute.
0: It's all right, Ma. Won't he?
1: That kid... Someday I'll get Einstein to tell me what makes him tick. I took the drop from the porch roof to the street, with my knees bent. Oh, boy, it felt good to be out again. All I wanted was a smell of fresh air. I thought I'd be back in no time at all. Ma didn't have to know. Nobody had to know. I skipped along the curb walking tightrope. I tell you, I hadn't been out so long. I wasn't near half as good at it as I used to be. Some days I could do four or five blocks without losing my balance. But today I was falling all over myself. I was stale out of practice. I cut up toward the parkway a couple of blocks. There's an empty lot in the corner of 11th Street where the gang hangs out after school. Most time, there's a game going on. Baseball, maybe, or stickball. I tell you, it felt like a million years since I had a bat in my hands. I mean, I felt like I was coming back from a long vacation or something. I can hear them yelling on the lot even before I got there. I could hear Henny, Joey, on their heads off. The whole gang was there sounded like a hot game. I came around the corner on the lope. Hiya! hi, you guys! There was somebody coming around second, heading for third. Joey had the ball in the outfield and he uncorked to throw. It must have been a mile high. The guy came around third and headed home. And By that time, the ball was bouncing in the high grass over in a corner of the lot and he made a homer standing up. I ran over toward home plate. Henny was there picking up a bat. Nice going, I said. Henny didn't say anything. He banged the bat a couple of times on the plate. It was just an old rock we used, and then took a couple of practice swings. They finally found the ball out there in the weeds, and they threw it in. Then he stepped into the bucket and screwed up his face the way he does when he's all set to pow Hit it a mile, I said. I squatted over one side and picked me a handful of grass, and he didn't even give me a look. But that's how he is. When he's up there, you can drop a ton of bricks next to him, and he won't bat an eye. He keeps his eye on the ball all the time. He let the fly. It was too wide, anyway. Then on the next one, he took a cut, but he was way off. There was nothing on the ball, either. It was just a floater. Yay, I yelled. Set-ups. Henny hunched a little and choked up on the batten. When the next one came through, he swung like a rusty gate. Boy, that Henny can look funny when he, when he misses. What are you trying to do, pick flowers? Didn't even get a rise out of him. Most times, you can steam him up with just a word and he's got a temper like a gasoline fire. But he banged the rock a couple of times and kicked some dirt off his sneakers just like he didn't hear me. You're a dead pigeon, Henny. He's got your number. Oh, it was good to be out there again talking it up. It felt right. All the time I wasted just laying around. Oh, it was a shame. I could see that little Herbie Fennin was playing and they must have missed me bad if Herbie could get in the game. He was just a kid, that's all. He couldn't hit worse sour apples and a hot grounder would go past him like it was a rocket. Well, we still had four innings to go when I was back. Let's see it now, boy. Let's see it travel. A ball came up big as a balloon. I could have hit that ball from here to China and back. But Henny almost split his side reaching for it. I wanted to bust out laughing, but it's no joke when a guy strikes out. A guy feels bad enough without you having to tell him. Too bad. Henny threw the bat away and kicked up some dirt. Uh, he was disgusted, all right. I could see that. He cut across the sidelines to pick up his glove. He passed right in front of me. How about a game, Henny? Oh, talk to the President or somebody. You think I was some chump from RC. He just went on past without even looking at me. He could have said hello or something, couldn't he? What about that? All right, so I missed a couple of games and Henny got stuck with a dud like Herbie Fennin. Well, I know that's tough, but it wasn't my fault. I didn't ask to be in the Bedroom. What's Henny got to be so sorry about? Plenty of other teams want me. I didn't have to take that kind of stuff. I didn't waste any more breath on him. You'd think they'd be glad to see a guy when he turns up after being away a while. I gave Henny just one short one when he got out into the field. Back to the bush, leagues. Why don't you try Potsy? The other guys came in for their turn at bat, fighting mad. They were sore about that run that came in. They wanted it back bad. Joey looked down in the dumps about his wild throw. It's the brakes. Everybody blows one. Maybe he didn't hear me. Joey! Hey, Joey! What goes, anyway? There was no call for Joey to be sore at me. I wasn't on his team. But they treated me like I was somebody's kid brother. Guys I've known ever since I was in first grade. How do you like that? Oh, it must have been Henny. He's got a mean streak in him as white as the Hudson. Yeah, it was Henny set him up to it. I could tell in a minute. But it wasn't my fault. You'd think I got sick on purpose the way he was acting. Yeah, he was just so out of spite. Henny's like that. All right, you guys, if you don't want me around, I got plenty of places where I can go. I don't have to take stuff like that from the governor of North Carolina. Got up and threw a bat over in the baseline. I hoped somebody'd slip on it and break his neck. That's the way I felt about it. My pals. It was just about then I met this guy. This guy I'm telling you about. I went over and sat down on Miss Hammond's stoop. Across the street in a the lot they were yelling and making enough noise to scare out all the Indians in Indiana. I didn't even watch them. I kept my eyes on the street. A couple of cars passed. I guessed odds or evens on their license. And I was right three times out of four. It's a system I got. Then I saw the ball coming across the street and a bouncing. It was heading straight for old Lockjaw's lawn. I could have caught that ball before it bounced over the hedges and ran into old Lockjaw's violet bed. But why should I go out of my way for those guys? After what they did. So I watched it cut down a couple of violets and stop there right in the middle of the lawn. It didn't stop bouncing a minute before the front door opened and old Lockjaw himself came out. I guess he didn't see it, though, because he just stood there. If he'd seen that ball, he'd have grabbed it in a minute. He was a terror, old Lockjaw. You couldn't play anywhere around his house. The least little noise in his alley and he'd be calling the cops to chase the kids away. If he caught you on his lawn, that was all, brother. Well, I've seen him slap a kid so hard his face was red all the rest of the day. Just for stepping on the grass a little. Well, with the ball laying under his nose, it was the end of the ball game. No kid in his right mind was going to try to snatch it with him standing right there. It served him right, too.
0: Foul ball?
1: There was this old guy who walked up from I don't know where. Maybe he wasn't so old. I don't know. At first I thought it was old Lockjaw speaking up. But that was a dopey idea because old Lockjaw never talks to anybody.
0: Foul ball?
1: Old Lockjaw would think so if he saw it.
0: Old Lockjaw?
1: Mr. Martin there.
0: Old Lockjaw, eh? That's <laughs> pretty good.
1: It's not good enough to get the ball. So this guy just walked right up to the lawn hopped the hedge, leaned down over the violet bit, and picked up the ball. Oh, Lockjaw didn't even let out a peep. He was out of this world. The guy had him buffalo. He hefted the ball a couple of times and then winged it over toward the lot. It Wasn't much of a throw. He threw it like a girl with his elbow stiff. He didn't have any form, but it traveled all right. It made the lot the bouncing. I saw Henny dive after it like it was a diamond or something. He didn't even yell thanks, though. That's Henny for you. Some guy, that Henny.
0: How come you're not in the game?
1: Oh, I was late.
0: Just going to sit around and watch?
1: What else is there to do?
0: No, I wouldn't know. You tell me.
1: If I had 15 cents, I could go to the movies. If I had a quarter, I could maybe rent a bike. If I had a quarter... If a guy wanted to, I guess he could just sit around and twiddle his thumbs. If he wanted to.
0: You said movies? I've got a friend in the business who sends me passes every now and then. The ruby.
1: Well, I've seen that picture. The bijou? It's pretty far.
0: The regal?
1: The regal? The regal right down there?
0: I think so. Well,
1: they got a good cereal there. Well, there's this stuff Pa's is telling us about strangers. But I'm not a baby anymore. I can take care of myself. Besides, what could happen at the movies... Anyway, this guy wasn't a stranger. He's been around before. I've seen him. I guess he must be retired or something. You wouldn't fool me, mister?
0: You try it and see.
1: They got a tough doorman at the Regal. But this time I figured it wasn't my worry. It was the other guy's treat. If those passes were phony, they'd nab him, not me. So I marched straight in and the doorman didn't even give me a tummy. Freebies. What more did I want? We got there just in time, too. I let out a hoot and a holler as soon as I saw Red coming over the canyon wall with his guns out. And I gave a double whistle for Jackson, the coyote. Ah, they had Red in a tough spot. There he was, locked in the cabin, and they set a fire to it, tied up like a pig in a gunny sack. They didn't figure he'd let the fire burn through his ropes and then jump through the window into the river and put out the fire that had his clothes. But that's always one step ahead of them. They laid Bon low down by the pass. They almost got him. But Red just skidded through with a whole skin and then he caught up with Jackson down by the wider hole and they had it out with fists. But just when Red had him out on his feet, a couple of Jackson guys came riding up and counted Red from behind. They tied him on his horse and then they drove the horse blindfolded out to the cliffs. They whipped the horse on and off it went over the cliff with Red tied in the saddle unconscious and not knowing what was going on. It was a good couple of hundred feet to the bottom. That was the end of the chapter.
0: Well, that's that. That's what? Threads are gone, goose.
1: Oh, you'll get out of it.
0: It can't be done. I know a little about it myself.
1: Well, look. It's only chapter eight.
0: I hadn't thought of that. They did promise twelve installments, didn't
1: they? Oh, you'll get out of it some way.
0: Well, what time's it getting to be?
1: He pulled out that watch of his like pa's and took a peek at it. It's
0: getting late.
1: He was the boss. Besides, the feature wasn't much. Outside, he nosed down the block a bit. This guy didn't seem to have anything to do anyway. He'd think he could find better things to do with his time. There was a ball game over at Ebbets Field, for one thing. But if my gang was giving me the cold shoulder, I wasn't complaining if I had company.
0: Let's stop for some
1: gum. Okay. I guess the gum made him thirsty. Because when he passed the candy store, he wanted to stop for a drink. I didn't like the idea too much. I could buy my own sodas nine times out of ten. Pa gives me an allowance. But I didn't have a penny on me, and this guy wanted a treat. It was dead in the candy store. It was too early for any of the bigger guys to be around, and it was empty in there. He had some tables in the back against the wall, and there was a pinball machine over by the telephone booth. I popped over to take a look at it. He certainly got some crazy kinds. This one was nothing special. It had bumpers and lights, but nothing extra. You
0: know how to play?
1: Oh, Pa, don't let me. But I've seen how the big fellows do it. He slipped a nickel in the slot, pulled back the plunger, and stepped away.
0: Go ahead. Take a try.
1: It was a little trickier than I thought. On the third ball, I was lucky, though. I needed a little extra spin, and if you twisted the plunger on the way back, give just enough spin to catch the bumpers right. I rolled up 17,000. That was pretty good, Two more thousand and I would have won.
0: Not bad.
1: I guess I had beginner's luck.
0: Mm, But you didn't win anything.
1: Why don't you roll a game?
0: It's pretty late.
1: Yeah. I'll bet you're good. That got him. He took out another nickel and put it in his thigh. I could tell from the first he wasn't going to get anywhere. He only got two bumpers on his first ball. That must have got him mad because he let the second one go like a rifle shot. Hey, you know what happens with those. He just skidded right down after coming off the sprains, and he didn't even get one hit, not one. He grunted and bent over a little bit. He played the next one easy. It just dribbled out of the alley and onto the board. Didn't have anything behind it at all. Dribbled down into the gutter, and he was lucky at the bottom to get a hit or so. He had a grand total of 800 going into his last ball. Well, better luck next time, mister. He pushed the last ball out and let it fly. It started to bounce up and back between the springs at the top of the board and, and it slid down between two bumpers in neither one. Gosh!
0: Never mind, I'll get it loose.
1: He grabbed the machine and began to shake it. It was all over then, I knew. That stuff's for experts. guy who doesn't know is sure to tilt her. And he did, but he didn't even know it. He kept shaking her with a ball, bounding against the bumpers and not scoring any points.
0: Something's wrong with this machine.
1: I think maybe you tilted it. Yeah, he saw the tilt sign then, and he dropped the machine back on its legs with a bang. Too bad.
0: My own fault.
1: He looked at his watch again.
0: I didn't know it was that late. We'll have to hurry.
1: He grabbed my hand, and we were out in the street before I could catch my breath. He sure was in a hurry all right. I guess he was sore about the game. He hanked me down a couple of blocks and then made a few turns. It was getting dark, and I could tell where we were heading. He had my hand tight in his. Then even in the dark, I saw a big warehouse and loading platforms. I could catch a whiff of the air. We were heading toward the water. Sure enough, we came out on a wharf. When we got to the edge, he stopped and looked out across the waters, Quentin. He sighed.
0: We made it.
1: He let go of my hand for a minute and I pulled it away. I backed up a couple of steps. I didn't know what it was all about. Made what?
0: Didn't I tell you? We're going to cross the river.
1: For some reason, I shivered, and I knew my knees were shaking. Mister, there are no boats at dock here, except maybe a couple of scows and tugs.
0: I have my own boat.
1: Have you? Honest?
0: Why are you always arguing? Believe me.
1: All right, you got a boat.
0: Don't you want to come? It's only to the other side.
1: Oh, mister, I got to get back home. It's getting late. It was dark then, and you could hardly make out anything along the river. Everything was shadowy. There wasn't any moon that night. Up a bit along the shoreline there was a glow in the sky and I figured it must be the Navy Yard with the blast furnace going. They're working there all the time. Looks like a big fire. You heading for the Navy Yard?
0: Navy Yard?
1: Then he saw where I was looking and he smiled.
0: I don't think we'll head that way.
1: Then I really began to get scared. Where was he taking me? Listen, thanks for everything, but I gotta beat it now.
0: Don't you want to cross the river? No. It's a nice ride.
1: I gotta get back.
0: It won't take long. No. Listen, I can hear the boat.
1: I gotta go. He stepped toward me, reaching out.
0: Why don't you come?
1: Leave me alone!
0: What's the matter with you? You aren't afraid of me, are you?
1: I don't know. I... Come along. I ducked away from his hand. I dodged back along the wharf. I could hear his heels hitting the wood. I began to run. Wait! I didn't wait for anything. I just kept on running there all the time. Crazy ideas were running through my head. What's a guy want a boat for when you can get across the river by a subway for only a nickel? I tell you, it didn't add up. Wait! But I dodged away from him and ran back along the wharf into the street. I crossed the cobblestone gutter on the dead run and ducked into one of the alleys. I hopped a fence and came out along one of the loading platforms. Down in the street, I circled a corner. I could hear his voice getting softer behind me. Wait! I don't know where I was going. I just wanted to get as much distance between us as I could. What did I want to get across the river for, anyway? What would I do there once I got there? I don't know how I did it, and I don't know which way I came. But I ended up on the street near Sam's. I was only around the corner from home now. We to hop, skip, and jump. I was dog-tired, and I was sweating. I could hardly keep my eyes open. I tell you, I wasn't in condition after laying around so much. I felt all knocked out. And then, of all the dopey things, I couldn't find the corner. Would you believe it? I mean, when I got where it should be, it just wasn't there. I was lost right in my own backyard. Well, it sounds crit, doesn't it? I was just a hoot and a holler away from home. I've been there a million times before. I tell you, it's just around the corner. A fella can't get lost when he's that close to home. It just doesn't make sense. But I hunted all over the place. I took it slow. I stopped running around like I was half crazy. I eased past Sam's. I counted two stores, and I should have been at the corner then. I knew that for sure. It wasn't there. I had to get back. I just had to get back. Oh, I could have bogged. I could have bust out crying right then. I was so tired, and I'd done everything I could think of. I'd done my best. I'd tried to find the corner Tried to get home. Oh, I tell you, I could have cried like a baby then. Maybe I did a little. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you call me. It's kid stuff crying, I know. But I tell you, by that time, I didn't know what I was doing anymore. I'm not making any excuses. I just broke down. Ma! Ma! I must have been moving. I just kept walking. And I opened my eyes. There was the corner. Right there. Right in front of me. I yelled and I was around the corner on the last stretch home. I was down the back and under the porch of our house and nothing flat. I shunned up the roof and threw my window in two shakes. I was out of my knickers and in the bed like a bowl of grease lightning. I tell you, I was finished. I tell you, I just barely made it. Ma! Yes. Yes, Frankie. She was standing right by my bed. Ma, keep your eye on me all the time, Ma. I've been... I know. I tell you, you can't put anything over on a ma. The doctor must have come in while I was out because he was there, too. I guess he wanted to poke around some more. You know those doctors. I guess if he knew where I'd been the last couple hours, he'd just skin me alive.
0: He'll be all right now.
1: Funny thing, Itzy was in the room. He had his lip buttoned. I tell you, I could hardly recognize the kid without his mouth open yelling something. But I guess it was because he was standing there with Pa.
0: Hello, Frankie.
1: I don't know what to make of it. I don't think Ma really knows where I was. She never said anything afterwards. And Pa never laid a finger on me. Though, if anybody asked for it, I guess I did. Maybe it's because they figured I was a little sick. You can get away with murder sometimes just because they think you're looking a little cross eyed in the morning. But there are a couple of things I've got to get straight yet. I got some business with Henny. He had his nerve, all right. I want to get straight from him what the shooting was about. I have things out. And there are a few things I'm trying to figure out about that guy. You know who I mean. If I could think of his name, he'd catch it in a minute. I'll see him yet. I'm pretty sure of that. I'll catch up with him again someday. He's always around. You can't miss him.
0: you have heard Zachary Gold's story, The Mysterious Stranger, adapted for Author's Playhouse by Dorothy Cheney-Quinnon and directed by Mr. Homer Heck. Frankie was played by Master David Whitehouse, The Mysterious Stranger by Mr. Charles Eggleston, and Frankie's mother by Miss Fern Persons. Others in the cast of Author's Playhouse tonight were Mr. Thomas Post and Master Bobby Ellis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. Next week... Same time, same station. Authors Playhouse will bring you the comedy Bad Dream by Isabel Scott Rorick. <laughs>